city of splendors, crown of the north. And sometimes, to get the help you need, you gotta go to the other side of the law. Sure, dabbling in the criminal underworld used to be my bread and butter, but these days I'm more cop than criminal, and I don't know what bothers me more. The fact that I've accepted it, or the fact that I like it. Either way, it may be the City of Splendors, but to me, it's still just water deep. Okay, so when last we played, uh, we ended with uh, Doran on the island, on Deepwater Isle, uh, sort of, he's checking out these pirates, um, reconnoitering uh, to bring back uh, uh, the situation to the rest of the team. And Brad, you have just seen, you know, you've seen this giant minotaur come out of uh, what looks like the biggest and nicest building on the island. Um, he's got a, a giant great axe in his hands, and next to him is a wizard covered in, in a cloak with patches all over it, dozens of patches, and creeping up his neck. You can see the telltale signs of the corruption that consumed your forest. The black veins, you know, the, the trope that we've seen in every horror movie in the last decade, it's that. Um, but it's very shocking to you because... They don't have those movies in Faerun, so other than the corruption in the forest, it's still pretty fresh. Right, so Doran's trying to freak out. He's trying to maintain his cool because that corruption's a big deal, and he wants to run over and ask the guy really nicely how he got it, but he can't do that. Um, what he'd rather do is to try to take a head count very generally of how many pirates there might be. Um, so you see pirates bustling everywhere. Um, there are... Uh, well over a hundred, um, likely on the order of like 300 to 350 pirates. Um, each of those ships has, you know, quite the crew. So uh, you can't necessarily tell which pirates are from which ship. They're not wearing ship-specific uniforms. Um, but you can tell that the, the flagship alone uh, would probably crew 80 to 90 um, people, and so uh, there are there are plenty of pirates. Doran, I think I think you've got this. <laughs> you don't even need us. Yeah. Doran tips his hat down, narrows his red eyes, and no, he's not charging in. Um, so at this point, seeing all the ships, all the pirates, all the things. Uh, how much of the island can Doran see as far as, like, are they taking up the majority of the island or just a small section right here? Just a small section. So Deepwater Isle is actually pretty big. Um, the portion that they're taking up is, uh, like I mentioned before, it's a, a windward beach. And it Deepwater Isle is also um, something of a mountain. Um, it's not a, a full mountain, but it it rises up in the middle. And uh, um, at the top of that hill, uh, you can see the towers um, that uh, the uh, Waterdeep Guard uh, will stay in to defend the harbor. And uh, you're well below those. So it is a, a relatively small portion of the island, but it's still pretty big because it's accommodating several hundred people. Right, so with all information in his little rat brain, Doran will 
And that's only when he's a rat. And Thorn will run off uh, and splash into the water and look for his friend, the merman. How are you going to try to call the merman? Doran's going to put his rat head underwater and be like, Hey! Wh- where are you? Buddy! Well, now you have to do an impression of a rat, but underwater. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that works. Oh, he notices you straight away. Uh, he, he swims over and he helps you kind of get away from the island. But then he's like, hey, weren't you, uh, were you a snake the last time I saw you? Yeah, but I'm not now. Snakes can't see very far. Uh, so he, he's like, uh, so do you want to go back to Waterdeep or what? what's the deal? Yeah, if you would, friend. Yeah, I can help with that. I hate to swim as a gnome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he, he helps you, um, swim in rat form back to the island. Or back, I'm sorry, back to Waterdeep. Um, meanwhile, Max, Countess, Celine, Ledger, you guys are all in the bar. You've, you've, you see the soldiers. Um, how do you want to proceed? I, I feel like we're just waiting for Doran to get back so that we know what we're heading into when we cross the water. Okay. Uh, while you're waiting, um, uh, you see a figure come into the bar that you take special notice of. Um, this triggers your passive perception, Max. Um, this figure is a female dwarf. She's got some tattoos on her that, uh, and just the way that she walks. You think she might be... I'm trying to, to figure out the best way to say this. She walks like a sailor. Okay. You think that she has spent some considerable time on a boat. Uh, and when she comes in, she also acknowledges uh, the soldiers that are waiting to head out to Deepwater Isle. Uh, she gives them like a nod of recognition and they sort of give her back like, a, you know, they lift their glasses a little bit. Um, they seem to know her, too. Is she in a uniform? No, she is not in a uniform. Uh, are we near any sort of like bartender or uh, wait staff? Uh, in my head, you're all sort of at the bar, so yeah, you've got a you've got a, a bartender across the bar from you, you know, spitting into cups and wiping it up with rags. Sure, sure. I will uh, motion to the bartender and say, um, "Who's the uh, who's the dwarf?" Um, the bartender glances over at the dwarf that you are motioning to, and says, "Oh, that's a Catra Jade Buckle." Uh, one of the captains of the vessels out in the harbor. One of the pirates or one of the uh, civilian ships? Uh, not a pirate, but word is she used to be. Oh, okay, cool. Civilian ship. I think she, uh, she has a contract with the city ferrying guards back and forth to the Deepwater Isle. Gotcha. Oh, good to know, good to know. And then Max will turn to the Countess and Celine and Ledger and, uh indicate that we should probably if we want to get on her ship to go over to the island it might be good to make her acquaintance um barkeep could you could you please uh let me know what sort of um beverage she fancies um he uh looks at you just a little weird and he's like she's a dwarf drinks ale I see. Um, your finest one, um, largest tankard possible, um, please. Gives you a knowing wink. 
and uh, fills up the the tankard of ale, a big tankard of ale, looks like a Goliath sized, and you know, with with two hands pushes it across the bar at you. Uh, the countess um, puts down probably more money than what the tankard is worth <laughs> and tries to how large is this like does you have to like hold it with two hands <laughs> yeah it's it's a two-hander all right um so she's actually going to to flag over the the dwarf um Yoo-hoo. um she she looks at you a little worried at first, but then she notices the giant tankard of ale and, like, actually kind of rushes over, like, pushes people out of the way a little bit to get over to it. Uh, so the Countess is just going to smile and just uh, just say, Oh, how how wonderful to meet you. Um, I am the Countess, my SSL, Miss Darlis. These are my companions. I just absolutely had to say um, what a wonder it is to to see a, a female captain uh, around these parts I'm, I'm just uh, I'm speechless and I uh, purchased this tankard for you my dear so she looks at the tankard then looks back at you and she says oh thanks so much oh you're quite welcome how how long have you been a, a seafaring captain um, she r- sort of reaches past you. Um, like she's not, she's not giving you a lot of her attention. Uh, and she picks up the tankard and then she turns back to you and she says, uh, oh, you know, I really appreciate the ale then, but, uh, I've got to say I'm already taken. And she like motions down to a wedding ring on her hand. The countess will will motion down to the ring that's on her hand as well. So, oh, n- no worries, my dear. Um, actually, quite interested in um, um, I don't know what the term is to um, purchase passage um, across across the harbor here. Cat, when you're done speaking, she you know drops the ale back down with like a very contented sigh, and she has you know these. Ailey suds sort of dripping down her beard. And uh, she says, oh, you know. The Countess is just trying trying to like, trying to point politely, you know, on herself to indicate that there's stuff on her beard without actually saying anything to embarrass her. Just like pointing, just like. <laughs> <laughs> As she answers, she kind of, she, she'll take like a, a handful of her beard and look at it. But then when she sees that it's just ale suds, she just lets it fall back. Um, like she thought you saw something else. And she says, um, oh, I've been ferrying the guards back and forth from the island now for uh, probably a few months. Uh, my heart is still on the open seas, but uh, job's a job. Oh, well, perhaps we could talk about the open seas uh, as another job after this one. But um, my colleagues and I are, we're from the Waterdeep Detective Agency. And um, we have a bit of investigating to do across the way. Her eyes get real big. Again, glugging sounds throughout that because she's just, now she's staring at you like over the rim of the cup as you're speaking. And then when you get to like the investigation part, her eyes go real big and wide, but she doesn't stop drinking. And uh, when you're done, she she drops the, the tankard down again. She says, oh, that sounds real interesting. Oh, yes, we're, we're detectives, and it is quite interesting work. Um, very, well, it's varied work as well, as you can see with my comrades here. 
Hi. <laughs> hey. Takes all kinds. <laughs> How you doing? Ledger has just been sitting back this whole time thinking that this exchange is hilarious. Uh, also because he's been drinking and eating potato skins. Uh, and then all of a sudden, he just says, Hi, beauty. How much for a lift to island? Um, she turns to you, still drinking, so that big tankard like swings around with her as she spins around. The countess sort of dodges out of the way. And she says, uh, Whoa, sorry there, Stretch. You're not my type. Uh, but I, I reckon I could take you out to the island. I've got a bit of room left in the, the old tug. Well, I suppose that's that. I heard your ship be the fastest on the seas. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> no. What you think for the lot of us? There, there are five total. Uh, oh, five then. Uh, she says, how big is the fifth one? It depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> He's part of Team Small. <laughs> yeah, as big as you need him to be. Or as little. Or as little. <laughs> oh, I think I can do it for, uh, let's say nine silver pieces. Oh, that's too much. No. The countess, like, t- looks over her shoulder and, and just stares, like, her jaw has dropped and is, she's staring at Ledger, like, is he mad? <laughs> she, she messages Ledger and, and says, are you quite sure you're an accountant? You're supposed to save money, aren't you? <laughs> yes, but those silver pieces are almost nothing. Not going to think we're serious if we don't try to play the game a little. Oh, it's a game! I see, I see. So the countess switches back and says, Yes, definitely, absolutely far, far too steep. <laughs> Three seems right. A bunch of them are really small. <laughs> the countess looks over her shoulder again. <laughs> <laughs> Katra says, uh, no, no, I couldn't do it for three. Uh, if nine is too steep, then how about eight? But you gotta help me on the boat on the way out. A gold sounds great. (laughs) I want to be a passenger, not a crewman. (laughs) (laughs) The countess messages Max now and she says, well... I don't suppose you, you've been negotiating for very long, but apparently this is a game. You you oughtn't throw away <laughs> our funds. One gold piece. Disc. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, Catra screws up her face a little bit. She says, Oh, but, uh, but a gold piece is more than the nine silvers, though. I don't know how this game works. I'm just a goblin. <laughs> yeah, Ledger is like, he's not good at negotiating. Goblins can't math. Uh, we'll call it five then, one each, and let's be done. We'll see you on the boat. Oh, okay. Max whispers, don't worry, we'll make it worth your while. <laughs> not in a creepy way. <laughs> In a financial way. Um, It is around that time 
that a very soaked and haggard looking rat gets tossed up onto the docks outside of the bar um, by a pretty flippant merman and um, he just Brady gives you he gives you a thumbs up and he says uh, well I'll see you next time well thanks for your help buddy and give a little ratatouille sort of wave yeah Dorn goes into the bar hey everybody uh, yeah, you see um, the crew uh, sort of aligned with uh, this dwarf woman drinking a huge tankard of ale. Uh, and as you come in, uh, she spins around with the tankard out in front of her uh, to to see what the commotion is. And so the Countess and Ledger both have to duck out of the way a little bit uh, to avoid being hit by this giant tankard. Uh, and yeah, so you enter the bar. You are now able to convey what you saw on the island. All right, everybody. I got good news and I've got bad news. The good news is there's a really nice merman right in the bay. <laughs> Jump in. You'll probably have a chance to see him. He's great. The bad news is there's like 350 pirates and a huge minotaur and they have an established base and seven warships. Oh, my. I'm good at stealth. So I don't think stealth is an option. The way that Doran gives news. Everything sounds super positive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, even the bad news is delivered pretty upbeat. Ledger is just shaking his head, watching everything fall apart. Catra uh, drops the the ale tanker down and runs one, like, arm across her beard to, you know, wipe the suds off her mouth so she doesn't spray them. Uh, And she says, Oh, Catra Jade Buckle, nice to meet ya. Oh, Doran, nice to meet you too. Max will motion to the bartender and point at the tankard and do the 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 another round hand motion. So the bartender fills it up and Catra does like a, the most fluid sort of transition over that you've ever seen. Like you don't know that there isn't a second that she hasn't been still drinking ale. Um and and places the old one back on the bar. And the bartender, you know, kind of gets his arms around it and sort of wrestles it back behind the bar again. So imagine how much spit it takes to clean that tankard. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the scupper den. They actually clean things here on the docks. <laughs> oh, weirdest D&D podcast. So what are we going to do? That's way too many pirates to fight. Indeed. I wasn't expecting that we were going for a fight, right? We're just going to talk to their captain. Oh, important note. They had a mage with one of those patches cloaks that had the corruption on him. Oh, oh, that's a, that's a wrinkle. Um, the countess looks over worriedly at Celine, who's wearing the patched cloak right now. (laughs) (laughs) Doran, could you... Could you tell us a little bit more about how the corruption passes? By the way, Doran's looking very pleased with himself. He got all this info. He's having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I did it! Well, I don't really know. I'm trying to figure that out myself. But his cloak had dozens of patches on it. Hey, uh, Katra, uh, Captain Jade Buckle, um, when do you usually sail? Um, how much time do we have to kind of pre-plan and stuff. Well, uh, because of the pirates out on the island, um, we're gonna go later at night instead of uh, instead of during the day. Um, hoping that 
maybe the pirates don't uh, don't see us coming and we can avoid a scrap then. What time would you like us to meet you? She says, oh, about eight. Excellent. We'll be there. Okay, then. Well, then, I suppose we will drink until eight. Yeah, you have half a day. So is there anything you want to do for the half a day um, in preparation for the trip? Um, I think Max, uh, maybe Max and Celine could go uh, check in with Bayer and the Fixer if we have time. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. The Countess would like to pull Ledger aside and um, get some um, language lessons from him because um, she would like to possibly disguise herself as a pirate and because she took the acting feat, um, she can put on an, uh, an accent that is passable. Oh, great. That's awesome. I love it. Um, okay, so uh, Ledger, Countess, you guys find a quiet table um, here in the tavern and basically just between your language lessons, watch Katra, you know, eliminate the, the supply of ale um, in this location. I think we have like an opposite of like Pygmalion uh, s- scenario with the Countess, like learning to not speak properly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not my fair lady. Is that the the play with uh, with that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Countess, I've spent a good amount of time trying to not sound as much like a pirate, but I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to kind of give you a little bit of a go if you want to you know, hornswoggle these these foes, so to speak. You, you needn't say it out loud. We could always message if you'd like. And then nobody would be the wiser. Ah, uh, fair enough. Okay, so do you know what a poop deck is? She looks aghast. I dare not say. What about booty? Oh my. Um... <laughs> She takes her fan out of her her handbag. It seems that you're what they might call a landlubber, which... Oh, I do quite quite love the land, yes. Oh, okay. Trees and uh, the forests, the cobblestone pathways. Uh, Okay, well, we'll um, we'll, we'll give this a bit of a heave-ho then and kind of get things going. Um... So... Oh, I do know one. Okay. Yar. Ah, yeah. We're most of the way there. Excellent, excellent. I'm a quick, quick study. Uh, Bayron the Fixer is um, located in a tavern in the North Ward called the Galloping Minotaur. So you guys uh, make your trek up there. It's a little bit of a longer walk. But this is, you know, the really nice area of Waterdeep. This is not a slum. This is not where you would expect the criminal element to be lurking. So it's almost kind of telling that the the seedy underbelly, this this growing criminal element in Waterdeep has reached this far. You know, um, you get to the Grinning Lion. You enter. It's very quiet. It's just that, like, low 
tink of silverware against cups and, you know, quiet conversation happening. Um, very low-key. Celine knows this place, so before they actually go in, she's going to take off that cloak and hide it. Um, okay, so you enter the Galloping Minotaur, um, and it is, um, as I described, you know, quiet, subdued. Uh, even with a name like the Galloping Minotaur, you might expect a little bit more boisterousness, but there's not. Sitting in the back corner, sort of shrouded in shadow and smoke, is an air genasi in a crisp white suit with a strange white wide-brimmed hat that's sort of pulled down over his face. Um, and there are hulking figures on either side of him, obviously his bodyguards. And this is uh, Bayron the Fixer. Max is going to walk up and nod at either, uh, at, at both of the bodyguards and um, step up and say, you're Bayron the Fixer, yeah? One of the guards steps forward a little bit and he says, um, I don't think you have an appointment. But Bayron, sort of before... I'm going to try to do this as cinematically as possible. He, you know, he lifts up a finger to stop his bodyguard and then looks up kind of under the brim of his hat. And he says, you are the goblin detective, if I'm not mistaken. It seems that we are acquainted with each other. At least our reputations precede us. He waves the bodyguard back and then motions to the, the seats in front of him. Max will hop up on the chair and motion for Doran and Celine to sit next to him. Celine's going to sit down, but while she's doing that, she's just going to kind of scope the room to see if there's any workers that she might know. Uh, Doran will just sit down uh, at the other chair and give the bodyguard that stepped up like a really big thumbs up, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining he's like kicking his feet too. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Max will look at Bayron and say, uh, thank you for um, giving us a little bit of time. He says... My pleasure. In addition to your reputation, I am also well acquainted with your work, as well as that of Miss Star and Doran. And he nods at each of you in turn. Celine's just going to wink at him and then flick her tail a little bit. Doran will just say really loud, I like this guy! <laughs> <laughs> Just the, the slightest, like, hint of a smile at the corners of his mouth. Uh, Max will smile and will say, um, So, I assume that you probably know why we're here. If I'm not mistaken, the concerns of a certain gnomish retailer have brought you here. In addition to other things, yes. Um, we, uh, we have plans to visit some, some piratical friends later this evening. And, um, I just wanted to see if you could give us any sort of information that could benefit us before we head across the water. Max and Celine, I want you both to roll perception rolls. Celine got a 13. 
15 on the dice, so uh, that's 20 total for Max. Oh, sorry, 22 total. Okay, Max. This guy is very guarded. You know, the, the, the slight shadow of a smile at his lips. That was something that he wanted you to see. That wasn't like a tell. He is very in control of everything. But you notice that when you mention the pirates, you get a, a bit of disdain from him. Um, it's nothing overt. It's almost just like a sense that you have that he is not impressed with them. Right. And he replies, Yes, I am familiar with their presence in the city. Yeah, we're um, we're looking to see if we can get them to uh, move on as quickly as possible. Selena's going to lean in a little bit and just kind of like quietly say, You know, Bayron, it seems like you know a lot about this place and... Do you have any idea what those, where those pirates came from, or what they've been up to? Or what they're looking for. Okay, Countess. Uh. <laughs> Ledger's, like, so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Countess. Uh. Okay. For the ninth time, Coxon is the helmsman. Not the way you're saying it. Coxswain. Coxswain. Let's let's move on. We'll move. We'll move on. We'll move on. Um, okay, back back to the flashcards. <laughs> <laughs> and Ledger holds up a card that says Dungby. Okay, so I'll, I'll even say it. Dungby. What part of the ship is it? Uh, it, uh, does it have something to do with the poop deck? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it does. I, we're we're making we're making headway. We're making we're making headway. Um, it's it's the rear of the ship. Um, I'm going to order a drink. I'll be back. Talia, Celine just asked. If he knew what was going on with the pirates, what they were here, Max, what they're looking for, he regards you very carefully. Um, again, very reserved. And he leans back slightly, which you get the feeling this is about as relaxed as Bayron gets. And he says... From where they come, I do not know, but I may have other information that you seek. Go on. Information is not free. We understand. We can take care of that. We've got lots of money. (laughs) Max quickly looks at Doris. (laughs) Bayron gives a a chuckle, but it's like a manufactured chuckle, right? (laughs) (laughs) I like this guy! (laughs) He says, I have no need for money. What I would want is a favor 
Uh, uh, Max would like to roll insight to make sure that this is on the up and up and not on the down and down. Yeah. Oh, that's a uh, two on the dice, so that's oh, a no. six. Oh, no. <laughs> You're convinced you have not talked to anyone more genuine in your entire life. This guy is <laughs> about as real as it gets. So Max will look at both. So to be clear, Max does not have the the um, not not moral compass, but like the the direction that he usually uh, looks for when he is with the countess, uh, since she's you know like such a big partner in the in the business, and so he looks at both. Doran and then Celine and then turns and says uh, offers his small goblin hand and says I'll offer a favor but from me personally not the agency so Doran was reaching into his pouch to give the guy a meat pie but when he said a favor he was pulling his hand back out and he looks at Max and says a favor from you is a favor from all of us yeah Max I can find someone to handle a favor. All right. Bayron gives a very uh, like approving nod uh, and he reaches out to shake your hand. There's no hesitation. There's no like, you a goblin. And he says, with such friendship, what need have we of mortal riches? Agreed. And then he sits back again and he, he kind of waves his bodyguards away a bit and they, you know, take a few steps away to give a little bit more privacy. And he says, The pirates came to me when they came to the city looking for a particular item. A statue that was most recently in Amun, but discovered in Mithdrunor. I may have helped them locate the statue and then facilitated the procurement. Understood. It only came to my attention after the deal was struck that the statue was more than it appeared. And I may regret the facilitation that I offered at the time. Um, well, to that point, uh, are the wall-walking thieves your people or their people because this information stays between us he looked like he wasn't going to answer until you said that this information stays between us how genuine are you being with that max is being very genuine because right now my my whole goal is to get, get this from the pirates and get them out of town because they're, the pirates are causing more trouble for Croc than a wall-walking thief would be, if that makes sense. He regards you very severely, and then he reaches onto the desk and he picks up a tiny little bell. And you see that it's one of, like, eight different bells that are on the desk. And he gives it a very, like, a dainty little ring. And behind him, a door opens up and a half-orc teenage girl emerges and she's wearing she's wearing clothes that are pretty fine but she doesn't look very accustomed to them 
Sure. <laughs> I know that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been in a rented tux or like a extra nice gown. She comes over and she places a hand on um, Bayron's shoulder. Um, and you can, I-, I want you to roll another perception check. Oh, that's 18 on the dice. So that's 25 for Max. Max, what you get is that like projected confidence that she doesn't have. Um, she's she's putting up a facade a little bit. She says, uh, "Are these are these new clients?" And Bayron says, "He says, Mister Murphy, Mister Mister Duran, allow me to present to you the greatest thief in Waterdeep." And the girl blushes behind him a little bit. But other than that, she doesn't really show anything. Greatest thief, huh? Well, stealing isn't right. Underneath the table, Max (laughs) reaches a hand over to Doran and just, like, (laughs) gently, gently squeezes his arm. Doran just look at Max like, what it is? (laughs) While that's happening, Selene is actually going to lean over, but with her tail instead of her hand, and, like, kind of grab her hand to shake it with her tail. (laughs) And be like, oh, don't worry about him, honey. It's wonderful to meet you. I'd love to hear about your work. Countess, I'm I'm so pleased. You've been doing so well. I, I I'm I'm shocked. I never thought we'd get this far. I'll shiver me, Timbers, you son of a biscuit eater. If you attempt to hordeswoggle me, I'll give you no quarter, and you'll dance the hemp and jig, old salt. How is that? I am I am so, so proud of you. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, Ledger <laughs> is actually crying a, a, a tear of joys. You, you, have to, you have to talk to Hector. He, he will be so happy. Oh, I, I've been trying to talk to Hector, but he doesn't seem to quite... Uh, is, it, is it my accent? Perhaps I needed to speak pirate with him. Give it a try. I will. Thank you, thank you so much. Okay, so back at the Galloping Minotaur, um, Bayron has introduced you to uh, this young woman um, and uh, told you that she is the greatest thief in Waterdeep. And he says, When the pirates first contracted me to retrieve their statue, I sent her, and now I will send her with you to obtain it back from them. Oh, awesome. Um, I've heard of the Black Viper, um, but you don't strike me as a viper. What what should we call you? She says, you can call me the Whisper. And then Baron says, her name is Vida. And she like looks down at him, frustrated. You, you get the impression that she's only barely holding back, like stamping a foot. It's very, it's a pleasure to meet you, uh, Whisper. She gives him a very, like, self-satisfied, like, smug grin. <laughs> and he just sort of, he smiles back. Is it the forced smile or is it a genuine smile? It's a pretty genuine smile. Okay, good. He says, I do regret my part in this, Mr. Murphy. And though we find ourselves on opposite sides of the law now and then, trust that 
Fuck. My intentions were uh, not as malicious as those of the pirates. I believe you. And I think that we're... I think that we have the same idea here. So, I appreciate your help. Yes, very well. And he kind of leans forward and starts writing on a piece of paper. Uh, and, you know, doesn't acknowledge you anymore. Um, Max will go to stand up to leave and will offer his hand to shake one more time. Um, the, the guards step towards you, but then... Um, Bayron looks up and, you know, meets your eyes again and gives you another, he shakes your hand again and gives you a nod and, and then, then goes back to his work. I would like to roll sleight of hand to have the, uh, have the business card <laughs> nice. in the palm as I shake. Yes. All right, go ahead. Give me the roll. Perfect. I can't tell if I want it to be real high or real low. <laughs> It's a 15 on the dice, so that's a 21 total. Yeah, it passes through pretty seamlessly. And he the nod that he gives you is almost like a, well done. <laughs> Max smiles and says, uh, we'll be in touch through Vida, the Whisper, after we get finished. Celine will take her tail and do kind of like a little salute with it. And then she'll wink at the Whisper and go, Looking forward to what seeing what you can do. Uh, Doran will hop down from his uh, chair and be like, this was great. You guys are great. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to working with you. <laughs> and he'll turn on his heel and follow Max. Uh, I want Doran's swag. I want like a shirt that says, this, this is great. You guys are great. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> You make your way back to the bar and back to, um, you know, where uh, the Countess has completed her language lesson <laughs> in Pirate. Please tell me the Countess greets us in Pirate. <laughs> oh, oh no, she's, she's going to, she's just going to sit there very primly and say, Ahoy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> so good. Max will, Max will nod very knowingly and approvingly at Ledger. Nice work. <laughs> Ledger looks exhausted. <laughs> His perfect hair quaffed was disheveled. And yeah, tipped over pint glasses and shot glasses just like everywhere in front of, of him. All of his cards, it's very evident now why he actually has his pen. He's made all of these cards that he's been like trying to use to teach the Countess. <laughs> she, she like reaches over and just pats Ledger and casts Cure Wounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, otherwise I'm gonna have disability, or sorry, rather disadvantage on ability checks, half speed. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys get back together it's very close to 8 o'clock now and Katra sort of stands up, she's got 11 of those giant tankards on the table and it's like groaning under the weight of the empty tankards uh, and she just says oh I, I hope everyone's ready now we can't leave twice you know we're all here and uh, Max will take a gold from his personal stash and flip it at her and say, for the extra hand that we're bringing along. 
Um, she nods at the half-orc, at Vita, um, catches the, the gold out of the air and tucks it into her beard and um, gets the, the, the crew up and about uh, all the soldiers get up. They, you know, follow her out. Okay, everyone get in the boat now. Uh, yeah, you all pile into a, a pretty good-sized boat, Katra's boat that has been commissioned by the guard to ferry these soldiers out. You see that it's called the Annabelle. You get on your way out to the island. Um, and while you're on your way out there, uh, the merman pokes his head up out of the water. Uh, and he says, um, Hey, uh, Druid, you heading back out there? Yeah, Dorn will lean over the edge of the boat and be like, Oh! Oh, don't you know it? Dang it. <laughs> Got in my head. Yep. <laughs> oh, we sure are, buddy. Want to come with? Uh, he points at his tail and just shrugs. He's like, still a tail. Well, you could follow along. Yeah, I'll, you know what? I will. I'll follow you out to the island and then uh, just hang out and see what happens. While this is going on, Ledger is uh, showing the Countess how to do the, like, Captain Morgan pirate pose. <laughs> like, really. Nice. So, yeah, she's going to uh, attempt to uh, to do that, but then I think uh, I think she doesn't quite have sea legs, so she's probably going to topple a bit. And have you put your Pirates of the Penzance outfit back on? <laughs> uh, I suppose she would have in preparation, yes. I think Excellent. Celine will be standing next to them and try to, like, catch the Countess with her tail. Like, oh, d- don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, you guys make landfall on the, the um, let's see, if Windward is outside, Leeward would be inside edge of the island. Um, so to get to where the pirates are, you're actually going to have to crest the hill of um, Deepwater Island and come down the other side. Uh, the guards all have a path that leads up to their hill, but they tell you that you can make it over the hill if your if you're, um, objective is to get where the pirates are camped. <clears throat> There's enough brush and growth on the island for you to get there, to get to the point where you can see them unnoticed. Excellent. We'll do that. You make your way up the hill, uh, and as you crest it, you know, being careful to keep yourselves concealed and away from the uh, prying eyes of the pirates arrayed out below, you can see that they've constructed an enormous pyre in the middle of their encampment. Uh, And it looks almost as if there's some sort of ritual happening uh, in addition to... You know, at one side, you can see the Minotaur and the wizard that Doran described. You know, uh, the wind is kicking up and the patches on his cloak are fluttering in the wind. His hood has been drawn down. From this distance, you can't make out any of the corruption that Doran talked about. Um, But in addition to those two, there are other figures in the patchwork robes. And, uh, you know, pirates sort of they're not working anymore. They're all collecting around this fire. The Minotaur and the wizard are up on a raised platform and it, um, it, it feels like the air is heavy. Like something is happening or about to happen. A Minotaur, multiple wizards, a ritual pyre and a plucky group of detectives trying to steal back a mystical statue. 
that might be a MacGuffin, it might be not. Who knows? <laughs> Hello there, uh, it's Jason, your producer, also Max the Goblin Detective. How are you? Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, I know we say it every time, but it means a lot. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We really appreciate it, especially when you leave comments and um, messages on Twitter and reviews and all of that sort of thing. So keep it up. We really appreciate it. Um, Once again, as usual, I want to give a huge shout out to Tabletop Audio. Tabletop Audio has a lot of really awesome, especially recently, some of the stuff that Tim has added to their lineup has been super fantastic. The music bed I'm talking over right now is relatively new, so you should check it out. Everything that Tabletop Audio has to offer you can use for free, but if you would like to chip in, Tim has a Patreon. You can subscribe. We're subscribers. We are using the alternate track that you're listening to right now, and it's one of the perks of being a Patreon subscriber. So check it out. TabletopAudio.com. We love their work, and we're thankful that they let us use it in this show. Last weekend, I was away, but the rest of the gang were at Renton Comic Con and they did a live show. Huge thanks to everyone who came out to watch that live. I've heard nothing but good about it, and I know that there was an attempt to record it via the sound system, so uh, once I get my hands on those files to make sure that we are are good to go, uh, I will make sure that we get that up and on the website for everyone to listen to. And otherwise, we've got one more episode. It's going to be a double-sized episode for our finale, so be ready for that. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Thank you again for listening, and stay tuned next time for more mystery. <laughs>